This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Roleplay Retcon does not own any part of the movies we retcon, nor are we associated with the artists who make them. Also, we might not be super kid-friendly, but we're not going to curdle your milk or anything. This series features music by Foot Pound Force. Check them out on YouTube and Bandcamp. Previously on Roleplay Retcon does Pixels. It is the 1980s. When in the 1980s? It doesn't matter. It's just the 1980s. Frank. Frank, you're in the final round of an international arcade game championship. Uh, where? Where is it? Where where are we going to where would our international arcade like like end of the wizard style? Boise. Boise, Idaho, the video game capital of the world. <laughs> it's huge. There's this, like, there's cameras, and there's this cool, like, the wizard-style set, you know, with all the, like, 80s, like, you know, the NES console look, <laughs> you know, how everything is. Um, like, you're on a friggin' Nickelodeon uh, set. And you have made it to the final round. You're in the final round. Uh, and you're going up against... Um, I think we should make this character that that uh, he's going up against in sort of a shenanigans style. Kyle is a member of uh, the stream Shenanigans. You should check that out. Um, we'll talk more about that in our mid-roll break. But one of the things they do in Shenanigans is they create characters on the fly. So who is this person? Someone, someone from the international gaming community. So we probably don't have... Um probably don't have a lot in common aside from the video games um let's say they're a little bit older than i am and i don't know um i'm i'm stuck on peter dinklage uh, uh <laughs> yeah peter dinklage's role so they have a mullet um mullets are cool mullets are cool oh jincy do you have a strong opinion on mullets uh as someone who currently has a mullet Yes, and I think they are awesome. Anyone have a name? Does anyone have a name for this person? Jessup Nilwaiter. <laughs> Jessup Nilwaiter. From the fictional country of... Herbekistan. What is the pronouns for this person? I, I'm going with she, her. Jessup has a... um. Sort of a sort of a, an entourage, a, a cheering section. What do these people call themselves collectively? The Jess Upstarts. Um, the the referee slash host guy. He's like on the left side. We have Frank Freely. From where are you from, Frank? From Marin County. From Marin County. California, and he's going up against Jessup Nilwenner, all the way from Urbekistan. I see her, her crew, the Jessup starts in, in the, uh, in the, in the crowd. Frank, Frank, this is an important question. Frank, Frank, this is an important question. Yeah. Do you have a cheering section? I kind of established the fact that my family was not wealthy. Um, so 
I think that maybe his parents are there. Um, and does he have like one best friend? Yeah, I, that, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, you know, you can take four people. Um, and so it's like the, the parents and best friend. It's your dog. Um, <laughs> it, who's just going to like air bud this entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's best friend. Um, why not? Let's do, um, Phil. Is Phil a person or a dog? <laughs> Phil is a person. Phil is a person. When I see uh, his family and best friend Phil in the audience. Go, Frank. You can do it. Frank's the Frank, we one. love you, Bobby. We love you. Uh, thanks. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Is everyone ready to re- for us to reveal the final head-to-head game? For What is this? Oh, my God. You know what? I actually never wrote this down. What is this tournament called? Blaster Masters. Joystickums. Maybe Joystickums is the arcade that that is hosting it. You know, like by Joystickums. Joystickums presents Button Barrage. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah, okay, yes. Are you ready for the final game in the Button Barrage? Let me hear you. Yeah, you can do it. Hooray, Frank. Yay. Yeah. Woo. Uh, I guess. Frank, like, you don't have to tell me exactly how old you are here, but about how old are you here? Uh, early, early teens. Like, maybe preteen. The the host makes this, like, grand gesture, and two curtains go up that were covering uh, arcade cabinets, and the final game is a classic slash new favorite, depending on what year it is, uh, Ms. Pac-Man. Because it's better than Pac-Man, I never understood why the original is more famous and popular. She goes so much faster, and she's so much cooler. Yeah, go Miss Pac-Man. Her legs make me uncomfortable. Frank, you and Jessup step step up to your machines, and um, you start you start playing. Um, Frank, how's it going? How well do you know Miss Pac-Man? Um, I think he might have played it like with pizza grease on his fingers, you know, on a on Friday night, the odd Friday night at the uh, uh, the local joystickums. Um, it's a chain. <laughs> so I think there's something something beyond, something past familiarity, but he's not, like, intimately familiar with the game. Uh, so you can see Jessup is, like, pulling ahead. Uh, actually, you know what? Maybe we should make this our first, like, skill roll. And I, and I need to look and see what the different skills are called. Block, chat, fix, item, jump, punch, run, shoot, sneak, spot, taunt, hacks. Um, we're gonna call this it's Miss Pac-Man. We're gonna call it a run. So do me a run skill check. Um, I'm, I'm gonna do a run, and I think we're gonna say it's to um, uh, overcome an obstacle. Yeah. All right, for overcome an obstacle, uh, that is uh, plus two on top of my plus one, so that's three. Uh, that's pretty good. There's four outcomes you can get in Fake Core. Um, you can fail, tie, succeed, or succeed with style. So you, what, what it is is you beat it by two shifts. It's called a shift. And that's a success. It means you get what you want at no cost. Um, so you, you actually start to catch up. You start to catch up to Jessup. Um, you actually made it a mistake early in the game, but you've done very well since then. Uh, Frank, I want to know, at one point, 
something happens. Do you... I think you know what happens here. Do you do this on purpose or by accident? I think what happens is he is gonna be caught by a ghost, you know, on the way to a power pill. Um, and just presses at a, at a certain point, just like presses in a direction towards a wall and moves through the wall. So that, so it's by accident. You, you've, you've discovered this. Yeah. You discovered that you can move unimpeded by all the walls. Now you've sort of gotten behind the maze. You can still get the pellets. The ghost can't seem to catch you. Do, do you keep using it? Yeah, I think that if it's... He's not paying attention to what's going on on Jessup's screen, so he has no idea if the game is supposed to be functioning this way. Um, he's probably, because of how well he's done, he's probably further in the game than he had ever gotten at the arcade. Okay. Probably the pressure is, like, helping force him to perform a little bit better. Your screen is being shown on a... It's sort of piped into a bigger screen uh, up above you so the whole crowd can see it. Um, and everyone can see you do this, including the ref slash host. Frank's cheating! Get him out of there! How's... I didn't... Boo! 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 Uh-uh, no, cheaters! Uh-uh. Frank, the ref, looks at you, and he, like, has this pity in his eyes for a second. He's like... Sorry, kid. And he and he goes back to his mic, and he kind of goes back to his uh, his sort of persona, and he's like, he's like, oh, that's you don't like to see that. That's unfortunate. But Frank Freely has cheated and is disqualified, which means Jessup Neil Waiter is our new international button barrage champion. There is there is kind of a, a sort of smattering of both boos and cheers. And Frank, I think the boos are probably much louder on your ears. Yeah, I think he is trying to tune people out, and he's just continuing to play because he doesn't want to turn around and face the crowd because he's probably crying. Boo. Present day, Frank is as old as he is now, 
And are we doing an alarm clock, clock smash? Well, I kind of I, no, no, no. He's awake. It's just kind of it's just kind of morphing into his present day face. It is now fast forward to the present, the morning of the beginning of our story and our impending issues. Where is Frank now? This is the the first time that Frank has uh, actually been on a plane uh, in a very long time. Um, yeah, so I think that he is still kind of um, collecting himself uh, at the baggage claim. You know, I'm I, in my brain. I'm just picturing him like the credits. You know, being like the pieces of luggage that are coming out, and like you know, he's like waiting for his piece, and then he like gets up, you know, grabs his bag and walks out and he's, you know, starts heading down the, the, I don't know what the JFK terminal looks like outside. I've never been. Um, yeah, he leaves the terminal and then starts heading where he was originally intending to go. Giving you the last of my attention. Do you want to go? It's nowhere far, just downstairs by the studio. Talk about the old days when stories far gone. Back when we were kids, and this place was a castle for everyone. We'll find the places. Segway to Chris. Chris Freely. Uh, their phone alarm goes off. Uh, the camera can see that there are several app notifications. So, so, Alex, we did do it. We got your alarm smash cut in. Yes! <laughs> um, yeah, uh, their their phone alarm goes off. Uh, there are several app notifications that say "Happy Birthday." Um, are there any notifications from real people? My mom texted me and wished me happy birthday. That's nice. Nice. Do you can you do you want to tell us anything else about your mom? Um, her name's Paula, and she's she's great. She's always been there with me. Um, she, she's eight foot seven foot tall. She's she's not. <laughs> She's the normal size person. She wears a big round hat, pale dress. Um, but she is very, you know, she's very nice and caring. She's the one who raised me, and and we still keep in touch a lot. Um, even though she she also kind of moved a little further away from from Chris, she still keeps in touch a lot, which is nice. We don't live super far away, though. We can still visit each other on the weekend sometimes. What about your dad? Who is your dad? Um, well, my dad is Frank Freely, and um, not. I don't get notifications from him really on my phone. We we haven't really talked in a few years. Not like nothing bad happened or anything, but you know, when I was really young, um, they got divorced. My my mom and dad, and when my mom. Um, moved across the country to to New York, um, and he stayed in in California. I would go and visit him over the summers and everything. But then when I went to college and when I had Gina, he didn't really come to my graduation or to the birth of my daughter. So we're just not, you know, like I don't hate him or anything. He didn't do anything bad, but I don't know. He just kind of stopped talking to me after that. So it's been like eight years now since since he's really talked to me. Um, just give me like a quick rundown of your like morning routine. Um, particularly you know, Gina and how 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 uh, she factors into it. Yeah, totally. So I wake up really early, and I get Gina up for school, 
And, you know, we do the How whole... old is she? She is eight now. She's eight years old. Can you believe it? As you open the door to Zena's bedroom... Uh, she's 30 now, and it's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, now you have to collect all 27 dresses to break the curse. No. I guess this is the first thing you've done after you wake up, right? Like, you've not even brushed yeah. your teeth yet. Okay. Um, no. Uh, and Gina is already awake and has a handmade sign that says, Happy Birthday! Happy Birthday! Oh, Gina, you're so cool. You're so sweet. Thank you. And I run over and I give her a big giant hug. And now is there like a little, can we say there's like a little montage of like, maybe you're like brushing your teeth together. and We like... brush our teeth together and I like, you know, I set out her clothes the night before. So she's already, you know, she puts her clothes on and then we, we make breakfast and, you know, we do all our morning stuff together. So you do have to go to work. It's your birthday, but you have to go to work. Yeah. Um, how, but how are you planning to celebrate your birthday with Gina? So I made... I made pancakes this morning, which was really good. I really love pancakes. And, you know, normally on a school day and a work day, we just eat cereal and Pop-Tarts or whatever. But today I made pancakes, so that was really fun. And then later on tonight, I'm super excited. Um, I'm going to take Gina out to get some pizza. We both love pizza. And then after that, we're going to go to the local arcade because Gina and I love playing video games together. No. No? I want to go with you. You want to go with me what? Where? I want to go. <laughs> I want to go to work with you. Um, heck yes, let's do it. I'll just write you, like, a note saying that you were sick today or whatever. No big deal. Let's go. You know that you can probably get away with this. You. This is the first time you've been absent all year. The, the school's totally going to accept a parent note at this point. Totally. So you get on the subway to go to where you work. What is it called? What is this giant tech corporation called? It's called Tech Tight. <laughs> tech. <laughs> tech Tight. Wink, wink. Tech Tight. <laughs> Looks like it is. Our tech is tight, bro. On the way to the subway, you pass a person. On the you 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 pass a homeless person reality is broken you uh you look at your phone and you see a news article that says the president officially legalizes recreational fracking reality is broken as the subway pulls away you see a, another person on the street uh with a sign pr preaching about the dangers of same-sex dog ownership reality is broken okay hold on one 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 second are the dogs the same sex? <laughs> or are they the same sex as the owners? Unfortunately, you did not have time to question the person with the sign. <laughs> you just went past them. I just walked right past the homeless person? Oh, you want to know if you interacted with the homeless person? Yeah. Well, did you? Yeah. I... Well, I'm a very empathetic person... And, um, so I, I saw a person there, and, um... They kicked him with their boots? No, I didn't do that! I don't really carry cash on me, because it's 2021, and I use my card for everything. Um, so here's a Subway gift card. But I did have a Subway gift card in my wallet that someone gave me, and I gave it to them so that they can get some Subway later. 
which is really a darn shame because I hate Subway and no one should ever eat at Subway, but eating at Subway is better than starving. I guess. They have chips. <laughs> and salads. They have salads. Mm. Um, the, the homeless person takes it but scowls at you and does not thank you because reality is broken. That's okay. I understand. I know you do, but I'm actually going to compel the aspect reality is broken and I'm going to say that it it wears on you a little bit just like everything wears on you a little bit do you accept that? I do accept that yes do I get a point for that? you get a coin for that yes oh yes a coin sorry that's what we're doing and I well, started it, off with it, one coin uh I think you start off with three. Oh. yeah, you start yeah. Off with three. Oh, I didn't I never said that I'm sorry You are on your way to a job you hate but are good at. Reality is broken. It is your birthday. You think about your dad, and then you try to stop thinking about your dad. Reality is broken. And you look down at Gina, and Gina has, like, not real, like only you see it, but Gina has a kind of glow around her. And she is the only thing that isn't broken. And she is the only person that fixes it. I just love the heck out of that kid. But you arrive at work. You get a visitor's pass and um, you go through the door to the hanger-sized room where you work. Uh, as the elevator door opens, uh, Gina's eyes grow wide and she gasps when she sees what occupies much of this area. Um... It's a gigantic machine, and a lot of it is a pad that resembles kind of a futuristic helicopter pad on top of some sophisticated machinery. And above it is uh, more sophisticated machinery, and a part of that is a huge robotic arm above it. And you go to your workstation near this machine. What do you do when you first get to your workstation in the morning? Um, you know, well, <laughs> normally when I first get to my workstation in the morning, I sit down and I take a deep breath and I look... Okay, all right, so I turn my computer on, and I and I arrange the things on my desk just so. I don't know how they keep getting slightly moved, but every time I come in here and look at my desk, it's just slightly off, so I have to move the things back to where they are. And while I'm waiting for my computer to boot up, because, gosh, it has to go through this server, and even though we're a giant tech company, why can the server not just boot up instantly? I, um... I usually take my mug and I and I go down the hall and get some coffee. Well, as you as you as you do this, you see your boss Hector Avila is making a sweep of the employees at their workstations, and he approaches you. He says, "Reporter in five, freely. Are you dressed like I told you to?" Uh, yes, sir. I'm dressed to impress, sir. He looks you up and down. He goes, hmm, "You look fine." Who is this? Thank you, sir. This is my daughter. This is Gina. It's my birthday, and she wanted to spend it with me. I got a, a visitor's pass. I went through all of the proper channels and everything, of course. So you remember that a reporter from Wired Magazine is coming to do a story on your project that you're working on with this gigantic machine. Um, and so he says, all right, let her stick around. She's cute. Might make you seem halfway human. And he walks away. I hate this guy. 
Um, so I look over at Gina and I say, that's, that's my boss I always tell you about. Isn't he exactly like I described him? <laughs> He's a nerd. <laughs> yeah. All right. So look, here's my desk. Um, here are all of my things, just like I, I told you about. It's kind of boring though, really. I'm just trying to spice this up for you. I know it's not that cool. <laughs> You need more toys. You know what? You're right. I do need more toys. You know, I tried to bring in, remember last year when we went to the mall and we got that cute little bobblehead? I tried to bring that in and then my boss, he likes things to be, well, nerdy, you know? <laughs> A reporter from Wired Magazine arrives and Alex is going to be this reporter. This is not Alex's character for the uh, for the actual entire story. This is the only time we'll probably ever see this person. But Alex, tell us about your reporter. Um, my name is Chet Dilback. Why do we let anybody but Alex name characters? <laughs> I'm a reporter with uh, Wired Magazine for uh, for technology and and other types of things. Alex, you are interviewing Chris specifically. Uh, however, Hector Avila is sort of hovering nearby. <laughs> so uh, you are being watched, uh, Chris. By the way, Ben, do you have a, a list of questions you'd like me to ask? I just kind of want to see where this is going. I do have a, a list in case we get lost, but I want to see, like, what do you want to know about the story, Alex? What do you want to know about what's going on in this room? Uh, hello, my name is Chet Dillback. I am a reporter with uh, a Wired Magazine. I'm here to do a report on your company and your special projects. How are you doing this Oh, evening? great. Hi, Chet. It's nice to meet you. I'm... Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, it's sorry. like 9.30. <laughs> it's, it's morning. That's... I, I was on the, the red-eye jet. <laughs> Coming through here, I'm all topsy turvy. Um, how are you doing this morning? Wink, wink. I'm doing great, thank you. Wink, wink. Uh, nice to meet you. And I'm Chris Freely, and um, Chris Freely. Yeah, it's right there. Is that with two e's? It's no. It's it's actually F R E H L E Y. That is an absurd way to spell that, but I'll get it. Thank down you. There. I didn't invent it. Free. Lee. All right. And Chris, is that spelled with a K or a C-H? It is K-R-I-S. K-R-I-S. Uh, Have you thought about pronouns. adding a second S? Um, no, uh, but my pronouns are they, them. All right. All right. They, them. All right. All right. And um, um, who is this joining us? Is this another uh, 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 high-ranking uh, tech technology person with you? Yes, it is. This is Gina, and she is a pro. Let me tell you, um, a pro. What What are you a pro at, Gina? Let me Let me hear it from your own mouth. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. That's a, that's a, one of my favorites. Let me tell you, I, I love um, the raccoons. I, I think they're raccoons. They're uh, stellar she business. Said, they're actually Tanukis. Listen, kids, uh, okay, we're going right. on with this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and uh, Chris just like like nudges um, Gina a little bit and winks down at her and smiles. 
So, uh, Tektite uh, is unveiling a new project, I've heard, uh, 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 called an uh, uh, autonomous node assembler. Could you uh, expand on that a little bit? Yes, absolutely. So if you look over here, this is this is Anna. Right, right over yeah. here. Yeah. The, the 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 claw arm. Yeah, the big old the big old claw arm. So, um, yeah, Anna is. We're really proud of Anna, and I am. I feel so honored and privileged to be a part of um, coding Anna. But but basically. Um, Anna creates lots of stuff like vehicles and structures. Um, vehicles and structures. Yeah, yeah. So we we have these things called nodes, which is the N in Anna. And nodes are like building blocks, and they can build lots of different things. And um, what what kind of things? Yeah. Would you like me to show you what kind of stuff? Well, I will actually. I would love that. I've got a little camera here. It's a. It's a. I'm trying to think of camera names. A Rebel Ti Six. Cool. Yeah. It's by Canon. It's a Canon camera. A Canon camera. Cool. So if you come over here, I'll show you how it works. So what Anna does is Anna takes these little building block nodes. Um, you we actually started calling them pixels because they look like you know little blocks, like just like pixels. Oh, well, oh, like like on computer yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, like computer games. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and so what I do here is I go over to this little computer and I um, I type in exactly what I want Anna to do. So um, what would you like to see Anna do? You know, I would love to see Anna build me a Monte Cristo sandwich. <laughs> I, I missed out on breakfast, and I'm super oh hungry. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. Well, we have a break room down down the way, but um, unfortunately... Oh, do you want to put the interview on pause for me to eat a sandwich? Is that what you're telling me right now? Well, maybe maybe the interview can be short. And you can... <laughs> the thing is, is that Anna, like no. the pixels, you can't really consume them. Um, oh, yeah. so so more like um, non-edible yeah. things. Uh, I tell you what, l- let me see it build a exact replica of the Empire State Building. Great. Why don't we do it to scale? To, to scale. Yeah, just to, to scale. scale, yeah. Um, well, not to scale, but like maybe like a, a 1 to 2,500 scale. Maybe just a little one, you know? Oh, that's going to put negatives on this interview, but God, go do what you've got to you do. You could actually make a pretty big one, person. Sorry. You know what? Let's do a one to two scale. Okay, you can't make one that big. That That is way You could big. make one big. about a story tall, probably. You know what? Let's do a one to 250th scale. It's still going to be giant. You're going to love it. Um, so I just type this in here, and I put the specs in, and enter. Oh, before I hit enter, Gina, do you want to hit enter? She does. All right, so she hits enter, and then we look up at Anna, and Anna starts doing its thing. Mm-hmm. It starts building uh, Empire State Building, and it's still, you know, it's still about a, a story tall. Yeah. Uh, Hector kind of butts in, and he says, this is actually, we can actually even recycle these pixels later to make something else. There. Well, that's uh, that's fascinating. I, 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 I look forward to seeing you do that for me. Now, Chris, may, may I call you Chris? Yep, that's my name. Go for it. Is Anna, how do I put this? 
uh, alive? Is it thinking? What What am I dealing? What am I looking at here? So that's a great question. I think that's more of a philosophical question, right? <laughs> but um, and what are we here for not to answer the philosophical? Question? Of can course. I, can I ask Chris a question real quick? I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Uh, me as the the game genie as the GM. Yes. Um. So first of all, uh, Anna is a she. Anna is not an it. And but I'm I'm curious. So you do actually speak to Anna, like Anna has a a mind, like a personality, and you communicate. I want to know: Do you think your character would would want to like be kind of friends with an AI, or would it just be like a work thing? I think that since Chris has such a high level of empathy, that they. Just want to be friends with everybody, honestly. And I do think that they see life in things that may or may not actually be alive. And so for this, for Anna, I mean, you know, she's got an AI. So um, whether, it's a great question about whether or not Anna is alive. And I think it just really depends on whether you view things that may or may not be living organisms as alive. Like, where, where do we put that? But, but for Anna, I do think that she is as alive as, as you can be without being an organic living organism. I mean, when we when we're working with Anna, she has such a complex AI that we that we spend a lot of time communicating with her. You know, we we talk to her, we read to her, we watch movies with her, and we you know, we share our inner inner thoughts and feelings and, and emotions with her. And, and, and it's, it's very strongly encouraged that we do that because Anna is so complex and she has such a, a thorough, beautiful AI that it's important that we treat her like she is alive, like she's just another person. And, and it helps her. It helps her to grow and learn. So if you ask me, I would say, yes, she's, she's totally alive. Well, that is uh, uh, thoroughly frightening down to my core. Um, <laughs> uh, c- computer uh, systems that can think and feel like like human beings. It's just... Um, have you ever seen the Terminator franchise? <laughs> I have, and I can assure you that Anna, Anna is nothing like that. She's, <laughs> she's not evil. <laughs> I mean, you've given uh, this, this... We'll call her an entity, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, infinite power to to build whatever they want to. Uh, what's to prevent Anna to uh, say, go on a rampage and start building tanks to start firing on the good citizens of uh, of uh, New York City here? Uh, per okay, se. so um, I would like to answer that question with a few questions of my own. First of all, why would she do that? Well, I'm not the expert here, but go ahead. Why would she do that? Why would she even want to do that? If she's a, a, a thinking, feeling organism, uh, these, you know, 
not everyone thinks straight. That uh, they might feel down one day and decide, oh, I don't like Fifth Street. I'm just going to nuke it from orbit. Uh, okay. Well, what's to stop any of the people that we currently have in power from doing that? I mean, lots of people have access to dangerous things and they think and feel and are alive, but we trust them to not do that, right? Uh, well, I guess the, the crooks the crooks of what I'm asking here are, are the, the checks and balances that usually keep our upper echelons of government in check. What kind of safety uh, measures are, are in place here uh, to keep Anna from uh, going off the rails, as, as, as we might say in the, biz, the business, the railroad I, I'm business. sorry, I'm afraid those are uh, trade secrets, but there are plenty of, uh, of safety precautions, I assure you. Well, as long as they're there, that's all I, I really need to know. I don't need to know the details. Would you like, would you like to see a demonstration of uh, some of this social time? Um, they do all sorts of things. Sometimes uh, employees just watch a movie with her or, or even treat her oh, like a therapist. Excuse well, me, sir. Well, what, what movie excuse are we going to watch? Me. Because I, I don't want any spoilers. Excuse me. So this is Gina. This is my daughter you've met. And this is her first day here. Maybe... She could spend some social time with Anna. Would that be okay, sir? Um, sure. As long as you're there, too. Of course. Um, but would you like to watch Mr. Dillbeck? <laughs> uh, well, n not anything Game of Thrones. Uh, I'm watching it with my estranged wife, and, uh, I, I don't want to get ahead of her, if you, if you get what I I'm saying. I don't think this eight-year-old child would be watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, right? let's watch a Disney movie. <laughs> no, let's play video games. Video games, yes. Um, video games are, are quite all right. Let's, uh... Yeah. What's something you could, like, pull up on, on this console real quick? There's anyone that's worked in a software development office knows that there's game controllers. It's, it's often a thing that you use to... To develop yeah. things. So one of the things that I like to do with Anna often is we look, we, I mean, we play like old games together and one of our favorite games to play together is Diddy Kong Racing. Um, okay. So you boot up, uh, uh, Anna, Anna, the AI is sort of separate from the actual machinery. Um, so this is kind of the first time you're actually sort of booting up the interface to communicate with Anna and Anna says, hello, Chris. Hi, Anna. How are you doing today? I am fine. Is this our social time? This is our social time. Is that okay with you? I'm free if you are. I'm definitely free. Anna, for our social time today, would it be okay if my daughter Gina joins in? Absolutely. Hello, Gina. Hello. Uh, could you please ask uh, Anna if it's all right that I observe uh, your playtime. I don't want to uh, infringe on their privacy. One moment. Yes, Mr. Dilbeck, you have company clearance to be here. D d thank you for knowing my name. Uh, a little weird, but okay, proceed. That's not a polite thing to say to someone, Mr. Dilbeck. And Anna is a person, so it's not very polite to say that she's a little weird. Um, You just play Diddy Kong Racing. It sort of doesn't matter how well you play, so we won't do a skill check. Um... But Anna's fascinated by this, as, as much as you can tell, an AI is fascinated by it. And she keeps asking questions. She says, what is the goal of this? So for this game, the goal is really to get to the end of the level before anyone else gets to the end of the level. Interesting. To what end? 
Well, um, you know, you, you, when you get to the end of the level, you get a prize for it. You get the little golden balloons, and then you get to play more and more and more levels. So the better you do, the more levels you get to play. Thank you for playing this game with me. I think I'm going to do some independent research on video games. No one has ever played those with me before. Yeah, well, I, I think I have everything I need for the article. Um, one final uh, question I have for you. Um, which way to the break room was it, and do you have Monte Cristo sandwiches? Because I'm very Chris, hungry. you do know that there is... Um, so This job sucks. Your boss sucks. Um, but you are in a big tech corporation, so there is a nice little cafeteria where there's always food that you can get. Yeah, so the break room doesn't have the sandwiches that you're looking for, but we do have a cafeteria. And Gina, are you, would you like a snack? Yeah. All right, awesome. So we're heading over to the cafeteria. You are welcome to join us. I bet they have sandwiches over there. Well, I will uh, uh, <laughs> follow your lead. Gina asks for some chips. Heck yeah, kiddo, we got chips. We got all kinds of chips. It's been about 15 minutes. You guys get some snacks. You can also see the reporter uh, getting a sandwich, which is maybe good enough for him. <sighs> He'll make do. You hear kind of like a hubbub, though, outside of the cafeteria. Loud noises that don't sound like the normal noises you hear. It's not, it's, uh, it's not the, you, you did hear the, uh, the 3D printer working, hubbub. but it works all the time, so. Hubbub. Um, uh, there's something noises. weird going on. Gina, hubbub. let's you do you hear do you hear the words hubbub happening? <laughs> hubbub. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's go see what's going on. Come on, kiddo. Well, before you have a chance to, the cafeteria door bursts open and you hear what was saying the word hubbub because it's Bub and Bob from Bubble Bobble. Hubbub. This takes you a moment to process because Bub and Bob from Bubble Bobble don't normally burst through doors in your in your building. Um, they look three-dimensional. They don't look two-dimensional like they do in the arcade game. Uh, and they are clearly made out of the pixel nodes. Everyone in this cafeteria freezes and, like, takes a moment to process this. And a co-worker, Gary, says, is that Bub and Bob? But it gets cut off when Bub, or Bob, you're not sure, shoots a bubble made of transparent pixels and captures Gary inside of it. And he elicits this sort of high-pitched, childlike scream that is mumbled, muffled by the bubble. I grab Gina and just, like, hide behind a table. Uh, and these characters begin capturing your co-workers through various means. Uh, a Bulbasaur grabs Kathy in, in his vine whip. A squad of Yoshis wraps their tongues around the IT department. And Gutsman from Mega Man is approaching you and Gina. They, it, it, he can see us? He can see us behind this table? Um, give me, give me a sneak action, a, a skill, and we'll, we'll make it opposed. All right, perfect. So I have one point in sneak. Nice. And so I'm going to roll my dice, and I got, how do I read this? I got two pluses, pluses or plus and ones. two minuses. That's a zero. It breaks even. I got so. zero. Plus um, one is a one. Okay. Well, um, you tied. So in a contest, if there's a tie for the highest result, no one gets a victory. And an unexpected twist occurs. 
Well, what is it? Welcome to The Break, which we do in the midpoint of most of our episodes. I would like to personally thank our guest star, Kyle Taylor. Kyle, Kyle, thank you so much for being with us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do uh, outside of helping us uh, with the with the nerd stiff, the nerd nerd smith? Happy to be here. Uh, thank you for having me. I I appreciate the opportunity. Um, yeah, well, like they said, my name is Kyle. I'm one of the. Uh, uh, executive directors of the Nerdsmith Network. We are a group of podcasters and streamers who love all things nerdy. Uh, you can check out our stuff at nerdsmith.org. Uh, I am currently participating in our Tuesday night stream called Shenanigans. Uh, it's a long running. Uh, it's a long running campaign. Uh, we're in our third season right now. Um, it's the uh, Book of Fables, which is like a fairy tale esque five uh, e uh, actual play, uh, and we play on Tuesday nights, seven p.m. Pacific, ten p.m. Eastern, on Twitch.tv forward slash We Are Nerdsmith. Is this season the one with the teddy bear bard? That was last season, um, and that was Mike. He was terrifying. Uh, he's delightful and terrifying in equal measure. This season is the one that I am I am blue instead of where I am. Blue is in color or blue is in sad. Uh, occasionally both, but most of the time just the color. It's I am playing a Furbolg uh, himbo. If you're new here, you may not know that we have a musical guest for every series too, and this time it's Foot Pound Force. Foot Pound Force. Foot. Pound Foot force. Pound Force. Which is more than just a scientific measurement. In this sense, it's also a nerd rock band. Um, we're mostly, they mostly do like live shows, like gig shows. So you can, uh, you can listen to them on their YouTube channel, uh, which I will put in the show notes. Um, or if you live in Huntsville, Alabama, you can hear them live sometimes. Uh, they're, they're mostly that they're mostly like a live gig band. And so a lot of their discography is live shows and, but they have one, one studio album called, um, stuck in the gravity well, which it uh, most so most of the music from this series will be pulled from that. They may finish another album before we get we end, so I'm crossing my fingers for that. Oh, um, also thank you to Miranda Rose Thorvaldson for dubbing Gina's lines. She'll be doing that throughout this whole series. Um, she is our friend Kim's daughter. Uh, Kim was in our Dungeons and Dragons movie remake. So, thanks to both of them. We love you. So, if you like talking to people, we're people, and we also like talking to people, and you can See, talk it's to a little, us, little defensive. and I'm just bored. It's a little defensive. What? We're totally people. They are people. We're people sometimes. We're, we're, people. we're not vampires at all. <laughs> we're people, we're okay? We're not going to eat like you. We're people. Only real people. We have to that. practice. <laughs> we're practicing. Okay. Uh, but yeah, join us in our Discord. We have a lot of fun over there. You can find a link to that in the show notes, too, or on any of our social media outlets. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as some of you may or may not know, we have a Patreon, uh, which we have a lot of wonderful things that we, we like to give out as prizes or, or, or gifts for our patronages. Um, 
one of which at our top tier is we will read messages up to 250 words mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. just about no, whatever no, 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 you no, want no. Us to say. Oh, God, no. That's like, it's it's 50 words or 250 characters. 250 but characters. I've, I've okay. never once checked. 250 characters. Look, don't tell them that. <laughs> uh, of just about whatever you'd want us to say within reason. I mean, that's what I'm saying is if it's too long... I'll only know if I see like you. You could only I'll only know if it's too long if you're ridiculous. So you could probably get away with it. Is what probably. I'm but we've got two of those messages here for us today. The first you might have re- uh, remember from a few episodes back. Uh, we have a message from Nicholas Blasius, my littlest brother. He posed a riddle, which I'll read again. A woman shoots her husband then holds him underwater for five minutes. Next, she hangs him. And right after that, they enjoy a lovely dinner together. Explain. I swear to God, I solved this back when we Ben says that. He says it. I didn't didn't like like Google. Kyle, Kyle, do you want to hazard a guess at it before I reveal the answer? (laughs) Uh, uh, I think I know the answer. Um... Oh. Should I say it? Should I say it? Uh, she's a photographer. Yeah, she takes his picture. Nice. A nice little brain teaser from my brother, Nicholas. That was a good one. That was a good one, Nick. Thank you. Um, okay, uh, I guess I'll read the next one. The next one is from Rob, a.k.a. Mr. Universe. And he, yes, on our Discord. His, um, I don't know what his... Twitter. It's Rob. Name. It's it's Rob T. Firefly, but not the show Firefly. But he doesn't dislike the show Firefly. It was just Firefly before Firefly. Yeah, he's the OG Firefly. <laughs> yeah. They named Firefly after That's him. That's right. Anywho, he says the Modern Technology Podcast Network loves all of your face. Visit them at modern technology. And you can Thank do you that Rob. as a personal favor to me. Hmm. Oh, nice. They're pretty great. Me too, I'm... <laughs> you might find a dollar under your pillow. <laughs> <laughs> if you please the Fae. That's who, right. Which is Alex. Okay, it's been a little while since we talked about this. I want to talk about my friends, our friends, I suppose, at Realms of Peril and Glory, which is a podcast that you can listen to. It's an actual play podcast. Um, it's kind of It's trucked along at this point. Uh, when we first told you about it, they were new, but they have many episodes now. Too many to count. Um, it, each season of it is a new story told collaboratively at the table. Uh, right now, they're in their first season, Vale, which is an epic mystery thriller set in New Harbor, a city of magic, monsters, and machines. Um, it's funny. It's uh, got a lot of like big guest stars in it, like from Magnus Archives uh, and Wooden Overcoats, uh, some big shows like that. Um, I have listened to it some. Uh, one thing I am very impressed by is their, they have some long action sequences, as action podcasts often do, but they don't get bogged down in combat. They do a lot of character work during the combat. So they, 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 they evade that very common trap in an elegant way. Um, you can find and listen to Realms of Peril and Glory anywhere you listen to podcasts, or you can go to our specific unique to us uh, URL at lightandtragic.com slash retcon. Uh, so thanks to Realms of Peril and Glory. Um, 
that's you can do all that of our yeah. As another personal favor to me. Uh, oh, you're just gonna steal my thunder, huh? That's right. <laughs> I've done it. The Fae have stolen your thunder. Um, you're not gonna get it back anytime soon. I apologize. Not for yeah. free. Uh, so I hope you're enjoying the series. I uh, hope you stick with it. Our next episode is going to be on November 10th. Kyle will still be here. Kyle, footbound so. force. Footbound force will still be here. Well, we know that for sure. We've recorded like four of them. Well, <laughs> they don't know that yet. I just told them. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. Oh, spoilers. We didn't fire Kyle. <laughs> I anyway. Um, so see you then. Like get, it's not uh, it's not optional. <laughs> get back to oh. the episode. November 10th. Okay. See ya. Stop fooling around. Bye. Bye, uh, Bye kisses. We'll find the places the cameras forgot. Cause the things we do don't count for a lot. Frank. You were in New York City, I assume, to see Chris. Were you? Yes. Yes, that was one of that was one of the reasons for coming to New York City. Yes. You know where they work. Can we say that Frank arrives right now at Tectite just as all this is happening? Yeah, like in the in the lobby with his with his checked bag and you know talking to the front desk person. Yeah. Well, suddenly you hear this hubbub. You hear, and it's more of a, it's more than a hubbub. It's explosions. It's screaming and yelling and running, <laughs> and alarms going off. Is uh is that something that's supposed to be happening, or is that uh is that part of part of the everyday uh, operations at this place? As you're asking this, the front desk. Uh, lady, it just screams and runs, <laughs> and like runs around the other side of you and runs screaming the other direction while you're trying to ask her questions. Um, no one is paying attention to you anymore. There's just people running out. Uh, Frank will sit down on his uh checked bag and pull up the little uh the little handle and then start scooting his way down the hallway towards uh. Because one of them little motorized uh, check bags um, starts scooting his way down the hallway back where everybody's running from. Because he knows that uh, his child is in there and definitely it doesn't look like a good situation. Yeah. Uh, so as as you go down the hall, it, you, there are there are many um, screens. There are many screens on on the walls, and you see. Uh, kind of an icon that just says Anna in in, in all caps, and um, it says, please remain calm. And you hear a voice saying, please remain calm. No one will be hurt. This is for everyone's good. And it keeps repeating that. Uh, and you see uh, <laughs> Gutsman from the video game Mega Man uh, tromping down the hallway with, with Gina tucked under one arm and Chris tucked under the other arm, struggling to get out. Well, this is some Terminator 2 bullshit. <laughs> what do you do, Frank? Um yeah, I think that he's going to <laughs> he's going to try to accelerate his uh <laughs> his 
<laughs> his check his check bag um, up to try to gain on Gutsman. I'm um, I'm sorry. I'm not understanding this. Is your bag motorized? Yes, it is a motorized <laughs> piece of luggage that you can ride on. And and this is faster never than like walking. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. All like, right. It's, it's like a little go kart. Hey, uh, hey, you. Um, I know where I know where Mega Man keeps all of his important shit. Uh, I'll show you where it is if <laughs> you can gonna, catch me. We're gonna call this um a taunt. So you are doing a a taunt a taunt. Um, I'm not skilled in that. <laughs> Good luck. You're going to um overcome. We're gonna say you're overcoming using taunt. That's a that's a one. Well, um, I don't know, I don't know if this is ever explicitly said in Mega Man, but Guts Man's not super smart, um, and and he he goes oh, and he like <laughs> he like starts running after you, um, and like yeah, he just starts like running after you, like he's gonna follow you. Okay, uh, yeah, then F- Frank's gonna try to lead Guts Man. Uh, away? I, I, um, I'm not sure. Uh, I guess what's going on in Frank's head is like, uh, if Gutsman is here, is Mega Man also here? <laughs> you don't and know. And so, yeah. So it's like I guess he's just in in all of the hubbub. hubbub. Uh, he is trying to spot Mega Man. I don't, I don't know. Like that's you see, the only thing that I can. Think you see of. a flash of blue running outside where you were just a few minutes ago. And then Frank will head towards that flash of blue. So you, you're both outside. Gutsman still has Gina and Chris. Um, and suddenly another flash of blue. Uh, there, there's so much going on. You just can't quite see what it is. But you know it's blue. It, it goes the other direction um, back inside. Even though you're trying to, you know, maybe get him to look somewhere else. And as he does this, he loses his grip on Chris. But he hasn't lost his grip on Gina, and he's running inside. And a lot happens at once here. Gina is looking at you, Chris, and she is kind of like putting a hand out to try to reach you. And uh, she's crying out the parental nickname she has for Chris, which is Pear. Pear! Pear! I'm going to try and grab onto her. At this moment, though, so many other characters come out of the, of the front of this building. They just I don't flood. Care. I know. I don't care. <laughs> my one priority is saving my baby. Frank, Frank, this situation. Uh, I'm going to compel an aspect out of you. I'm going to compel a f- commitment is a four letter word out of you. Um, okay. I think this is my argument for your character. You can take this or leave this. Um, but if you take it, you get a coin. Um, I feel like this is suddenly a very scary situation. This is an insurmountable situation. And I don't think you feel the same way. You don't feel this obsession with getting Gina right now that Chris does. Um, to, to you, you saved half the people here, and maybe it's time to get out of here and and regroup. And, I mean, after all, didn't didn't Anna say that 
remain calm. Everyone's going to be safe. No one's going to be harmed. I, I, that's the that that's the argument that I will choose to accept the compel. So what do you do exactly? I guess yeah. Frank from his from his uh, spot uh, is going to yell for Chris and uh, we we can come back for her later. We we uh, we need to uh, we need to go. This barely registers on Chris's consciousness. Chris's. Chris's main goal is to get Gina away from this video game character monster. And they're going to keep running after Gina. And I think Frank is going to turn, do like a zero point turn on that little, on that little piece of luggage and start scooting his way out of there. Um, Cause this seems like too much. Chris. The video game characters don't seem interested in capturing or harming you, but they don't let you get to Gina. They don't let you get back into, like, there's so many of them. I, I can't even, like, tell you how many of them there are. They're all old. They're all, like, old characters from, like, arcade games or, like, even, like, any, like, nothing there is beyond, like, 1993. Because <laughs> um, they're all, like, pixely looking stuff. Uh, but they, they're keeping you from getting to her. And the throng finally separates you, and Gina disappears into the front door of Tech Tight, and the doors close behind her. Hank's eyes blink, and he wakes up looking at the sky. There are trees around him and grass underneath him. And you hear a voice coming from, like, pretty nearby you um, that the audience would recognize as Anna's voice. And she says, but you don't know who this is. And she says, hello, are you online? Or I suppose humans would say awake. Yeah, I think I am. What's your name? Uh, Hank. Hank, do you know where we are? I have no idea. Who are you? If I know that's a strange question, but who are you? Other than Hank. I'm... I'm Hank. Is that all you know? That's odd. Um, you have a, you have a satchel around you. And the voice is coming from inside your satchel. I open up the satchel. There is, uh, most of the satchel is, well, no, about half of the satchel is occupied by a device that has a large lens on the front of it. Um, and, uh, but not really anything that would indicate any kind of, like, controls or anything. It's, it's, it's a device with, like, no interactive parts at all. But you realize that that's what the voice is coming from. And... And she says, if you are wondering what to do next, I have a, I have a favor to ask. We might figure out some of your memory issues, too. What have I got to lose? And you stand up, uh, and she says, um, walk this direction. And a, um, 
uh, something projects out of out of this lens, and it can even go through the satchel, and it's like an arrow that's pointing to where you need to go. I resolutely nod, shut the uh, the flap on my my satchel. I adjust my blue polo shirt, and I start marching resolutely in that direction. I must admit, Hank, you are not what I was expecting. So, so they pushed me out of the building. So, Gutsman had us and pulled us out of the building and then dropped me. And the rest of these characters are not letting me back into the building? Yes. So, I'm fighting and I'm clawing and I'm running and they're just not, there's just like boo coodles of them who are not letting me into this building. Yes. Okay, um... So I'm going to stand back and I'm going to try and think about this and I'm going to look at the situation and I'm sure I know of, of like side exits, you know, where the smokers go. I'm not a smoker, but I know that there are side exits and entrances into this building. Are you just, are you unaware that Frank is nearby? I am like totally unaware that Frank is nearby. I have there he's not shown up on my radar even a little bit. Frank, where are you going? Well, I mean, the character started going back inside, so I think that at a certain point he would like slow down and stop and kind of uh, curiosity getting the better of him going to scoot his way back towards where the building was and, you know, see what there is to see. Um if Chris is out in front of the building, then he would just kind of troll on up to Chris. Well, Chris is just like pacing in front of the building, trying to figure out what to do, how to get in there. Uh, as you are banging on the doors and looking around for smoker exits and such, um, a bunch of Tetris blocks begin falling from the sky uh, and nearly crush you. Um, and they are blocking all the exits around this around the building, like all four sides of the building, uh, are now piling up with Tetris blocks that are falling so that they don't form full lines. But the holes in the lines are not anywhere useful. They're not around windows or anything. So these Tetris blocks make a solid barrier that you cannot get through now. All right. It's been hours. Um, you have not stopped trying to get inside of this building. Uh, and in that time, some other pixelated entities have shown up. Uh, and they are a Koopa Troopa from Mario and a purple snake from what you assume must be Qbert. And they haven't tried to harm you at all. They've just laughed off your attempts to get inside. You're just a tiny little person and you can't do anything against this super material. And uh, has Frank helped at all? I wonder. Yeah, I think it probably uh, if they had gone in opposite directions, kind of circling the building, seeing if there's any sort of like points of egress or ingress. Um, yeah, I think I think as far as like a, a scouting thing, but um, as far as actively 
tried to do something, maybe like kicked a brick wall at some <laughs> point to, you know, see what it, what it felt like or what was actually, you know, going on, but more surface level research type stuff. I think that, you know, after seeing the, the futility of this, of getting in the building with the Tetris wall, um, yeah, I think that he would try to flag, uh, try to flag Chris down and yeah, just get their attention. Hey, I think, I th- I think that we need to, uh, regroup. We need to, uh, need to come back to this at a later time. Chris stops in their tracks and looks around and sees their dad there. And they're like, what are you doing here? Where did you come from? Happy birthday. Uh, no, it's actually not very happy right now. As you are arguing, a young man walks up behind you. Um, he's got, like, shaggy blonde hair and is wearing a uh, blue polo shirt. And he's, like, fit and trim and slim. Uh, and he's wearing a brown satchel. Um, this is the first human you've seen in hours. And he says nothing. But a voice from his satchel says, Good job, Hank. You found them. Welcome to Realms of Peril and Glory, an all-new actual play podcast. There are guided tours once a week. Come on, Darbredin. How about you, you filthy timepiece? <laughs> RPG is home to hilarious stories. The thing that kicks off a really good tale is... Uh... When they take their tops off. Sorry? When you're reading, like... Don't worry, don't worry. And thrilling adventures. There's bad guys, there's an ogre. Probably best if you stay here. Sorry, I'll be back soon. Why am I tied up? That was your sibling, not me. Bye. Each season is an all-new actual play story told collaboratively at the table. Featuring guest players from the Magnus Archives. I remember being in the water, and that was awful. And now I'm not in the water, and that's much better. Wooden overcoats. I am a snowman. I have one job and that is to stand in place. I was doing that very well. Yes, and she might come back nine times more powerful with lots of food and kippers. We fix space junk. On the surface, you might look different, but you're very, very similar inside. And I can vouch for that. And more. What I am about to tell you stays in this room. Got it? Don't happen nowhere. There's like secret plans about meat and smoothies. Ducks? Did you say ducks? Did you say ducks? Sorry, did you say duck? You can find Realms of Peril and Glory wherever you listen to podcasts. We're gonna have a good laugh, then we're gonna possibly cry, and then we'll, we'll grab dinner.